The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, everybody, and welcome once again to The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Reverend Bennett, welcome back. Good to be back. We've missed you. <laughs> well, as most of you listening live and have been with us for a few weeks at least know, we are in the final stages of a series on the strategies of light and darkness. And this is part six, and we are outlining and detailing to some extent 33 strategies of darkness that the fallen ones have been using against us for eons and strategies of light for counteracting these strategies. And I think the key point here to remember is that the fallen ones have a playbook. It's a manual, and unfortunately, it's a well-worn playbook because these strategies they've used for eons are unfortunately successful. So being armed with knowledge, being armed with light, being armed with consistency, being armed with the tools that we have been talking about for years here, violet flame, decrees, etc., you can withstand the onset of these fallen ones' nefarious strategies. So let's start by just, you know, kind of making this point again. What is it the, the fallen ones are doing? What are they after and why? Well, they're after our light. Yeah. And a lot of people don't even know they have light. Uh, mm-hmm. The light, of course, is the light of God that beats our heart. It's the threefold flame within our hearts. And for those that are aligned with the light and serve the light, they get a lot of it. <laughs> and what happens is, of course, as you've shared so often, Tom, is the fallen ones have no access to light because they've been cut off once they left heaven. They have the momentum of whatever they'd, they'd had when they left, but that's not unlimited, unlike the light of God. And so naturally, they try and get it from us. And they get it from us by tricking us and um, doing all kinds of things so that we'll release that light so that they'll have it to sustain their very existence. And they're desperate because they know without that, they will not continue to exist. And so they're very persistent. They work 24 hours a day, so to speak, yeah. because they know their survival depends on it. And it's too bad that those of us that serve the light were maybe not as conscientious as they are because the, the scales might have tipped by now. Well, and we know that the strategies that they use typically are uh, those that separate us from God, separate us from an acknowledgement or a consciousness of the Godhead and Godhood. Um, So they use things like flattery, sympathy, uh, condemnation, despair, depression. Uh, We've talked many times during the series about the three Ds that are, you know, part of the toolbox, and that is discernment, discrimination, and determination. And I just want to stress those again, because when you know what's going on, when you can feel this oppression from these strategies, that's discernment. When you have the discrimination to know that they're actually happening in your life now, that is, again, a leg up. And then finally, the determination not to be taken in. You know, one of the teachings that Mother Mary gave that she felt was so important 
um, for us to understand is not to personalize energy. And what that means is when you're feeling certain things, don't always assume they're from you. In other words, they can be projections that people are sending you energy or thoughts. It's like they're the little demon on your shoulder whispering and saying what a lousy person you are and so on and so forth. And sometimes you're feeling burdened and weighty down. I must have done something wrong and it may not be you at all. And so it's very important that you learn to become objective about things, what you're dealing with, recognize it where you have accountability and responsibility and where you're dealing with some outside forces. Yeah, and I think another way of saying that might be that we all have chinks in our armor. And the followers are pretty good at discerning where those chinks are. Well, well, they know us, you know. They know us sometimes better than we know ourselves. And what happens, of course, when we keep re-embodying, we forget everything, at least at an outer level, and we forget the lessons we've learned, some of them, and so we start over. And that's why they don't need a playbook, you know. And I've talked about professional football, American football here. You can't use the same playbook all the time because people catch on. Well, the following ones have used the same pl- playbook for eons <laughs> yeah, because no. we forget from embody embodiment. So we're going to learn this time. We are learning. And they're not going to get away with it again. And, and I think it's interesting that there's so few of them, really. I mean, 33 of them. Uh, evidently, Mark and Elizabeth Prophet went 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 down with the Brotherhood and specifically decided to okay, what what are the major ones in the major areas where where they're always chipping away at us? And 33 is not that that many to 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 deal with and to memorize and to work with. I mean, we got this wonderful little book which you said is selling off the the shelves, flying <laughs> off the shelves. Well, it, 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 it's good. walking off them at least. For sure. <laughs> it's walking. And now that you brought that up, the book is titled Strategies of Light and Darkness, aptly titled. Mm-hmm. And it is available through our bookstore, tsl.org slash bookstore. You can also find it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, wherever fine and important books are sold. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's wonderful that they've been delineated and, and, and there are these these wonderful uh, antidotes. Well, to, and, to and, and too, you know, this is a relatively small book. Uh, we're not talking about a huge tome here that with 33 strategies of light and darkness, you're going to have many volumes. This is a... It's real simple. You can almost put it in your pocket. Right. Easy, though, to carry with you whether you have pockets or not. You know, you wonder what, what the world would be like if this was taught in high school. Oh, my gosh. And uh, people understood. Of course, we go back to the same premise that we've talked about many times, and that is, what is the equation of life on planet Earth? And if people don't know the true equation, they can't respond appropriately. Yeah. If they knew better, they do better. <laughs> and if you take out the equation of the fallen angels and physical embodiment, you know, where are you? It's a whole different game. It's a whole different game. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's great to remember, too, because it, it does bring it down to a manageable size. Well, you just know that God is greater. And these, you know, they're not God. I, I want to add that right now. The fallen angels are not God. They're not perfect. They're not all powerful. But they're very sly. They're very serpentine. And they've learned to trick the light bearers. So once we learn their tricks they aren't going to have their day with us anymore. Right. And, you know, we've, we've said this many times. You said it at the beginning of the show. They really have two major, major objectives. One is to deprive us of light, but number two is to deprive us of our heavenly estate. Exactly. And one of the um, strategies that they use is this one procrastination, indecision, where they kind of want you to kind of get distracted, you know, kind of take you away from the path because they make you busy doing other things that are inconsequential or unnecessary, but you don't know it. Yeah, and it might not even be a bad thing. Yeah, it could be a good know? thing. But, I mean, if you suddenly developed an 
great interest, you know, in cars built in the 1930s, I mean, that's not evil. That's interesting, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. if it takes you from your spiritual path, right. then it's not it's not positive. It's not bad, but anything that takes you off that path. I, I, and this, let me just tell you a quick story about this, is that, <laughs> you know, I do periodically do sermons, and I, you know, uh, for our church on Sunday mornings. I can tell you, when I sit down to write a sermon, the <laughs> stuff that pops in my mind don't you think you ought to go upstairs and reorganize your closet? <laughs> or something you've been thinking about doing that comes up and it becomes an absolute priority. Yeah. Now, I'm going to start on the sermon right after I do this. And it's almost comical, yeah. you know. And sometimes you have to say, no, thus far, no farther. I'm going to sit down and do this work. So, you know, if you recognize that, you know the game that they're playing. And sometimes you'll miss a, you'll miss a cycle completely if you, uh, if you fall prey to that, too. Exactly right. Exactly right. Because... Even the fallen ones know our cycles because they know astrology, they know the cosmic clock, and so they see what's coming, and they say, oh, oh, we better get this guy or this girl out of there because something really good is coming their way, That's yeah. right. so let's find a way to divert them. Yeah. You know, there is a um, an axiom in the business world that says successful people <clears throat> do those things that unsuccessful people are unwilling to do, which is basically the 5% who are successful. And one of the things that successful people do is they show up. They're consistent. They do things every day that advance them on toward their goal, their dream, their path, whatever it is that they envision. So when indecision or procrastination comes as a temptation, it's something that's generally easy to do. And one of the, um, the people in this, in the, this whole industry of self fulfillment and uh, performance, et cetera, talks about these things that we can do, like doing a decree or making a call. It's easy to do, and it's easy not to do. Mm-hmm. So you come down to that point of choice where, okay, I'm going to make the effort. I'm going to take the time. I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to show up. And that is one of the greatest ways to thwart the dark forces and their strategies. Mm-hmm. It's well, to well, on top of that, away. you know, we ascend daily. It's not all at once we Precisely. take off. You ascend daily by your daily efforts. And, of course, the Apostle Paul said you die daily. Now, you could take that two ways. Hopefully, we'll die to our human consciousness. But if you accept the ways of death, then it's a slow death. You know, there's even a sweet death that people embrace of their souls, believe it or not. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that concept has even come up um, in recent times where people have chosen to give up. That the sweet death, the whole the whole movement for euthanasia, for people kind of having this option, which is such a terrible option to take, where you lose an opportunity to expand your soul to get closer to home. Instead, you you not only procrastinate it, you may set yourself back 10,000 years. Well, what happens is all you do is cause it to come right back to you in your next embodiment, but the same choices. And people say, oh, it's compassionate, die with dignity. Well, it does sound compassionate, but the reality is you create so much karma by preempting God in terms of the time of your death that, that you know, you set yourself back significantly. It's like suicide. People that commit suicide to get away from things, they come back to exactly the same situation very quickly, to, and they have to make that same decision again. And the problem is when you make the wrong decision, you have a momentum of the wrong decision. And so that's where it gets really challenging. Mm. So embrace life. Be willing to accept things, and that doesn't mean we don't have compassion for people that are suffering, because God does and we do, but it is part of the path. You know, before we leave this topic, you know, one of the strategies they use is to make us feel as if we might make a mistake. We either we, we act too hastily or with too much 
forward motion that we could potentially make an error that could set us back. So they're just happy to give us that kind of a yeah, fearful of uh, yeah of, of doing the wrong thing. And if, if people didn't do anything, what would the world would it be like? You know, I mean, it's <laughs> it's uh, before I came down here, someone had written a a, a quote from um, Mary Andretti, the you know the driver, which said, if you know. If everything's under control, you're not driving fast enough. <laughs> so, um, whoa, seat of the pants. You know, you got to be, you got to be prudent. You got to be balanced, but you can't sit around waiting for somebody else to do something or for God to do something. God's given us the mantle to take action in our own lives and to change things if we don't like them. Well, you, you know, I let me just reflect on my my performing career. One of the things that I learned early, real early on, when I first started back in the way back when the earth was still cooling off, <laughs> um, was that it's okay to make a mistake. And so I I actually have a lot of fun with the fact that that uh, I'm not fearful about making a mistake, singing the wrong note, singing the wrong word, or whatever. You just get up, and what that has to do with is being uh, welcome to the Holy Spirit, just working. <laughs> and it's fun. It's fun. As a matter of fact, they used to say, if you make a mistake, make it again, and then everybody will think you were right on with something. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, I remember El Moria, the Ascended Master, at one point said, you know, he said, I don't care what you do, but do something. Do something. Well, and that's, that's right. right in line with another quote that I was made in my notes, which he said, procrastination is a disease that is the death of the disciple. When you think of it, do it. Whatever is the priority, do it now. Yeah. Well, and people have said, and that you know, I've got a, I've got a family, I've got a career to build. As, as soon as I'm done with that, I'm going to pursue the spiritual path. <laughs> right. And that day never comes. Yeah, that boy. day never comes. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Doesn't mean you don't do the other things, but it means you make a priority of seeking God because that's how you build a momentum. And that's, again, how you make your ascension. You work daily, as you suggested, Tom, at those things that need to be done and not be afraid to take that accountability and that responsibility. Well, delay and procrastination on our path is a delay and a cost that we do not have to make. So just bear in mind. Yeah. Anyway, well, let's take a break now because when we come back, we'll talk about a couple of these other um, strategies, one of which is messing with your mind. You know, one of the ways that the fallen ones kind of get inside our, our our psychology is by kind of tweaking us here and there, the little the little left shoulder demon, you know, kind of whispering in our ear. We'll talk about that, and we'll also talk about despair, depression. That's a big one, mm-hmm. and the idea, the feeling of oh, just give up. You know, you've given it a good effort, but you have, you know, just just give up. It you you've done the best you could. Things like that. We'll talk more about that after a short break. So please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. 
By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep, personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Today on The Open Door, we are finishing a six part series on the strategies of light and darkness. We're talking about how the fallen ones have this well worn, in fact, worn out playbook of strategies for stealing our light and keeping us from our heavenly estate. And in the course of these last five, six weeks, uh, we've covered a lot of ground. I want you all to know again that this ground you can discover for yourself in the book, Strategies of Light and Darkness, which is available on our bookstore, also Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Pick it up if you get a chance. It's an inexpensive little book. It's not very big, nice to carry around, but it's great to be able to refer to it when you're feeling oppressed or feeling as if you might be under the thumb of some dark, nefarious strategy. It's a book to dog ear. Yeah, it is, actually. I've <laughs> dog-eared two copies. This is my third. <laughs> Good for you. So, um, in the last segment, we talked about uh, indecision, delay, procrastination is one of the strategies they use to kind of pull people off the path, get them busy with other things. This next one is similar. Um, the the term, the official term would be psychological dislocation, but for all of us, you know, kind of the street language would be messing with your mind. And the purpose behind this rather subtle and insidious strategy is to capture our attention with something meaningless, something less important than our path, and kind of getting us to uh, take some energy away from our path and kind of focus over here in this, this side road, this little blind alley, whatever you want to call it. You know, I, I think that's a really big part of this, but I, there's another part too, Tom, and that is thinking that you're strange or different. <laughs> um, you know, I don't, I'm probably everyone on this planet that has access to a TV has seen, I love Lucy reruns uh, one time <laughs> or another, but Ricky always should say to Lucy, what are you, crazy or something? <laughs> and it was kind of a joke, but if you hear that enough times, what are you, crazy or something? 
Do you start to believe it? Do you start to think it? You know, and so you have to be careful because one of our greatest points of vulnerability is our personal psychology. Every one of us has it, or had it, I guess, or have it. And, you know, none of us had perfect parents. We have things from our youth and other embodiments. You're not a bad person because you have your psychology. We all do. And that can be a great point of vulnerability because they will play on points of weakness in your psychology, messing with your mind. And that, of course, is why the Ascended Masters have implored us to get counseling where appropriate, to understand our inner child, our personal psychology, because not only is it a block to our spiritual growth if it's unresolved, but it's a lever that the fallen ones can use on us. Indeed, and the, the lever, you know, there, there are many words that we all know. Uh, they'll help us, they'll try to make us feel disillusioned, uh, disorganized, demoralized, uh, you know, trying to induce a sense of helplessness, and then we feel trapped. And then once we're in that space, it's very hard to see the light. They they can play us. That's what they do. They play us almost like a musical instrument, only the music they make is not very pleasant to hear. (laughs) Um, They'll manipulate us. And sometimes, you know, you just got to go out into nature, take a hike, do something fun. But, you know, some people, you know, have shied away from the teacher center masters. Well, you know, I want to be like everybody else. Well, okay, you can be like everybody else. You know, we you know that <laughs> yeah, the, the, the road is broad. You know, that leads to death, so to speak. So, you know, people think when I found these teachings, as important to me as the teachings were finding the people, that I wasn't the only person you know on this planet that said I've got to find the answer. I've got to find God. I've got to you know know the answers of who I am and where I'm going. And so we have that reinforcement of community, which helps to also, you know, push that 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 away. That somehow. You know, there's something the matter with you because you see God so much. And the world says, eat, drink, and be merry. Well, and I think it's not painting with too broad a brush to say that many people who have attached themselves to this community would be considered peculiar. You know, and, and in, I, I think in a good way. I think yeah. that we are, many of us, survivors. We've come through quite a lot. And the masters often admonish us to, may we pass every test. You know, the um, Maitreya, the great... Guru said, expect the unexpected and do not be moved. And, and it's a great spiritual family. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's very parallel to a, a physical family where you were born and you have brothers and sisters and uncles and aunts and one thing and another and cousins. Uh, and, that, and that's fine. And there's a, there's a place for that. But boy, I'll tell you, once you plug into a spiritual community of brothers and sisters and you can sit around and watch a football game and talk about God at the same time, it's really good. <laughs> it is really good. I mean, this last big uh, Super Bowl, for instance, <laughs> you know what I mean? A bunch of us uh, light-bearing brothers and sisters got together. We had a way of a time, but you still talk about God and, and you know, you're focused. It's, it's, a fraternal, it's a fraternal order of sorts. Well, it's the great white brotherhood. Yeah. You know, white, of course, referring to the light and the auras. And, you know, it's, it's also, if you've seen any of the movies, you know, like the, the band of brothers, you know, we're the band of brothers and sisters, you know, and we're right. not exclusive because all are welcome. And that's the wonderful news about it. But it, it is, you know, with a common purpose, a common goal. And at a certain point, the ways of the world, you know, you get tired of them. Yeah. I mean, I remember a master said to us once, you've done everything there is to do in this world, and you've done it hundreds of times. Don't you think it's, you know, the point where you should maybe turn to God? <laughs> you know, do you really have to do that one more time? Yeah. You know, let's, let's look homeward. Yeah. You know, there's another point to be made, too, about feeling perhaps unusual or different or peculiar, and that is don't succumb to the temptation of being isolated. Yeah. Don't feel that just because you might be a little different means you're not, you're among brothers and sisters, and this is something that the fallen ones like to use as a strategy. It'll kind of cut you off from the herd, mm-hmm. make you feel either special 
or disconnected. Or worthless, yeah. Or worthless, or, yeah. You know, you don't need God. You can get there <laughs> yourself. Why do you need other people? You know? And of course, the answer to that is, if I could have done that on my own, I would be there now. Exactly right. <laughs> well, I think that, you know, focusing on keeping your aura clear, keeping your mind clear, remembering to, again, as Maitreya suggested, expect the unexpected. And when things do happen, be calm. Be the peace commanding center of the issue and do not be moved. And yeah. throw, throw out a little uh, a little fiat. I am a being of violet fire. I am the purity God desires. Yeah. Say that over and over and over again. And boy, you'll your needle will come back to center. It will. And, and learn the tube of light. Yeah. And don't be afraid to make a mistake. I mean, yeah, I, you know, people have been on the path for 50 years. I mean, we're, nobody's perfect in the human sense. And so you make mistakes, you learn from them, you grow. But what the fallen angels do is say, oh, you're you're not worthy. Look at that. You knew the truth and you made that mistake. I, yep. think, I think you better leave. You know, <laughs> yeah. what you do is you say, yeah, that was a mistake. I want to learn from it, but I'm going to get up. Balance my karma and move on. Well, and and that leads right into the other um, strategy we were going to talk about today, which we will talk about now, which is despair, depression. They want you to feel that doom and gloom. You're no good. Why bother to do this anymore? Look how many times you've fallen down. Aren't you kind of tired of that? Just go into a tuck. Or look at the world. It's mm-hmm. hopeless. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. we're destroying our planet environmentally. We're about to, you know, potentially destroy it through nuclear war. I mean, just eat, drink, and be merry. So what if tomorrow you die? Well, and this is a point where we want to recommend to people to have what's called, what we call the victory consciousness. From the beginning, you were winning. This is not a matter of choice. I mean, it's a matter of choice. It's not a matter of whether or not you're going to get there or not. You'll get there. (laughs) But, you know, you want to make sure that you get there intact. (laughs) Well, the light always wins. It's just like uh, last week, I think we talked about the light switch on the wall. Yeah. You come into a dark room, you flip it on, and there you go. The light. As long as you align yourself with that light, you're going to be a winner, too. You know, sometimes I, my wife is the eternal optimist, and (laughs) uh, which is a wonderful quality. And sometimes I've suggested that she might be a little like Pollyanna, you know. (laughs) But in reality, she's much smarter than me because she can see the victory. Whether you know, she's she's not naive about the world. But you just keep that vision and you keep moving, you keep going. And God can work things in your life when you have that attitude. Well, what you put your attention on is what you get. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I want to say one thing about self-condemnation here, you know, which is a form of depression, of course. Sure. And when you are in a state of self-condemnation, you are condemning God within you. And you separate yourself out from the body of God, the great white brotherhood, when you are under self-condemnation. And that's, some people have a momentum on that, and they have to get out of that, because the force keeps condemning them, and so they identify with it because of some mistake they made. Don't condemn yourself, take accountability for your actions, but don't allow that condemnation, because God is within your heart, and I know we don't want to condemn the presence of God within us. And, of course, keep your attention on that God, that divinity within, keep your attention on your Christ self. That's a choice. Yeah. And and all the ascended masters had huge karma, too. You know, I mean, yeah. they, you know, they had some very tough roads they walked on. Look what happened, the lives that they led and so forth. So the fact that, that you have karma does not make you a bad person, thank goodness. Uh, it just <laughs> means that there's some, some tidying up to do. Some of us have to tidy up more than others. But uh, nonetheless, we're going to do it because it's well, not infinite. And, you know, you said before, you know, don't imagine that you're laboring under a mountain of karma. Sure, we've all got karma to balance, but we're, we're taking it incrementally. We're not taking the whole dump truck load. And you know what else is interesting? I know for one person that was in our community many years ago who was balancing karma, and the messenger had said, Mrs. Prophet, how much karma this person balanced? And in a very short period of time, they took a quantum leap. 
In other words, they went from, you know, it took. Like from 49 to 65. Oh, or something. something. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what happened. But, you know, as you keep on, you just don't know what's going to happen right. and what's going to trigger, you know, the thing that's going to balance that, to balance that, to balance that. It just is as easy to make karma. I don't say it's easy to balance. But when you build a momentum on it, then you don't know how good things can be. Um, and what you're going to achieve with that, God knows. And so you just keep on, again, yeah. day by day. Keep mm-hmm. on keeping The first on. Keepers of the Flame lesson is constancy. Yep. You keep constant. Do what you're doing every day, and you'll get where you want to be. Mm. Boy, <laughs> that's, that's really... I, I'm, I'm there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to take a short break right now. Um, we're going to come back and talk some more about these strategies of light and darkness and complete our list of 33. We're well on our way to doing that. Gentlemen, I appreciate your help with that. So please stay with us. We'll be back in a few minutes to talk more about the strategies of light and darkness. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. Today, we are in the fifth week of developing a series of 
shows on the strategies of light and darkness. And today we're going to finish that series. We're actually focusing on 33 different strategies that are all outlined in our little book titled Strategies of Light and Darkness. And do take a note of that. If you do find a copy or can get one somewhere, I highly recommend you carrying it with you because it's definitely a great manual to have to counteract all of the strategies that the followers have employed against us for a long, long, long time. Now, today we've already been covering indecision, procrastination, the psychological dislocation or messing with your mind, despair, depression, which kind of leads to another one. Again, you can tell these are related, but there's subtle differences as well. And this one is just give up. Yeah. Just kind of make you feel like you're a failure. You just you've been trying, but you know <laughs> nothing's working, and so heck, just give up. I've done the best I could. Do. Yeah, you sure have. <laughs> you know what are you doing that for? You know, I mean, there's all kinds of phrases. You, you know what I think part of this is, especially for people on the spiritual path, <laughs> it's mismatched expectations. Very good. People have a perception of what the spiritual path should be like. Early on, when I was young, I thought it was you sent around and God poured the blessings all over you and you was everything was wonderful, you know. Oh, I like that. It didn't quite work out that way. I didn't, didn't put my karma in that equation. And when you have expectations and you don't think God's meeting his part of the bargain, well, I'm doing my part and he's not doing his or the brotherhood's not doing his. So that's that. You know, I'm done. You know, and you get very self-righteous. And if you have to be against able to... Against God sometimes, too. Pardon me? Against God. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I can't do everything. You have to do your part, God. I mean, it's, you know, these are subtle things with your mind. And part of it is not understanding what the spiritual path is. You know, God isn't waiting for us. I mean, God's not holding us up. You know, <laughs> he, he's waiting for us to come to the place. What do we need to surrender, bend the knee, or whatever it is? And it, I think of Mother Teresa who went 50 years without her her heart feeling the presence of God. Isn't that something? Now, mm. 50 years. She loved and knew so much that she was willing to keep on doing what she did because her love of God was not conditional on what God did. Mm-hmm. In other words, you know, we get together, look, God, let's make a deal. I'll do this and you do this for me. <laughs> now, it's okay to work with God about things like, you know, was it Lot in the Old Testament that wanted to bargain with uh, or was Abraham over uh, Sodom and Gomorrah? You know, well, well, ten righteous men it came down mm, to. So yeah. that's that's lawful. But this idea that you're going to hold something back from God until God does something for you, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. You have to give to God before you can receive the current. So when people give up on the spiritual path, it's because they haven't either recognized the dynamics of a path, the spiritual path, or understood it, or they're unwilling to make that sacrifice necessary to move to the next step. And all sacrifice means is giving up a portion of your human consciousness, which only gets you into trouble anyway. So what's the sacrifice? (laughs) So, So it's important to understand that. If you give up, it's your choice to give up. And, of course, the forces will be whispering in your head, give up, what's the use, you've failed. And this especially happens after somebody's made a big mistake, okay? But you know what? Every karma can be balanced. Everything can be corrected in due time. And, you know, you just decide, I'm going to take it one step at a time and keep going. And I think when you get these feelings, that's when it's time to go out and do something. Go run in the air. Go, you know, help somebody else, you know, um, whatever you need to do to get Get out out of yourself. Get out of yourself. Because if a lot of people that are considering suicide, if something could change the equation they're in, they wouldn't do it. Yeah. And so you keep moving. Well, I agree with that. And I think that, you know, one of the things you move through is what you perceive in the world. You look at the the news media, you know, terror, ignorance, famine, war, 
Um, it's enough to make anybody feel overwhelmed and, and very small, especially young people, those who are not maybe fortified with the same attributes that perhaps we have been able to garner in our lives, being a bit more mature. Not that we did it any better. But I think the point being here is that it's easy to imagine giving up because the size of the problem seems so large that I'm, I'm not enough on my own to be able to do anything. So, oh, what the heck? You know, I'm just going to give up. Yeah, and, and you, you know, when you you kind of touched on when you first get on the path, everything is love and roses, you know. Mm-hmm. One of the most beautiful things that, that I think that uh, everyone who wants to get on a spiritual path should know is that when the initiations begin to come down, uh, you should really thank God. In other words, when the first negative snowball kind of rolls your way, you could say, well, looky there, that must be Maitreya. Thank oh. you. Praise the Lord. I've got an initiation that is something other than just a comfortable ride. But you know what? I don't know anybody that's got a comfortable ride because whether you're on a spiritual path or not, your karma does come. <clears throat> and so what, when you're on a spiritual path, you are prepared for your karma. doesn't mean it'll be easy, but you have the tools to prepare for it. So it's not, do I want an easy path of life and leisure or do I want a spiritual path? Yes, a spiritual path might be more demanding than for average person, right. but the karma comes anyway. Right. You know? And so why not face it now? Because the more we delay procrastination... Yeah. Worse it's going to get. Right. So, you know, and, and I think lest we cast too heavy a, uh, mm-hmm. a, an aura around the spiritual path, there is also great joy. It's that feeling and knowing that you are going home. It's buoyant. When you pass yeah. a test, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. That's, There's that sense of yeah. victory, and I'm going to work and strive for the next one. And when you fail one, I'm going to get up and keep trying. And and I don't want to, to, to let go this the presence of God that is with you. You don't have to be perfect or be in the full Christhood for you to feel that presence and the light and love of God. You know, yes, we have strive, but when you experience those moments of bliss, and I think everyone does on the spiritual path, there is nothing like it on this planet. Really, and you know, I think it's worth remembering that this is a path of initiation. Um, you know, God will test our mettle. He will, he will test us to see what we're made of and what our works really look like, which is his right to do. But I think that the worthiness that we feel intrinsically is based in large part upon our attention on the prize. So, you know, what are we doing this for? Why are we on this path? Where are we going? This goes back to our basic questions, you know, which uh, two of the four are, where am I going and how do I get there? This is all part and parcel of the same thing. It's that our journey is defined in large part by where we put our attention. And if we lose sight of the prize, we can lose sight of the goal. I'm, 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 I'm visualizing a, a, a blacksmith, you know, making a sword. Bang, bang on this thing. <laughs> stick it in the fire one more time. Bang. Now let's stick it in cold water. You know, it's back and forth, up and down. And, and that's, that's how you make a strong sword. Well, and in terms of fortifying yourself, you yeah. know, having tools like that, where do we go when the chaos is all around us? What do we do? Well, we go back into our heart, I guess. Yeah. You know, I, at a certain the point great, in my life, refuge. I, I yeah. made the decision to the best of my ability to trust God. I mean, I... You know, there were times in my life when I had fear and, you know, some of the the world fear, so to speak, of what's happening in the world and my family and future and what was going to happen to me and so forth. And a certain time I said, you know what? I am in the hands of God and I am not going to allow that fear to come into my temple. I'm going to be prudent and act appropriately to protect myself and my family, but I'm not, I don't want fear. It's not of God. It is not of God. I don't want it. I am choosing 
to trust God and to trust my guru, you know, the master disciple, the master. And, you know, I think that's the other part of the, the path of initiation, the love bond mm-hmm. between the, the teacher, the master, the guru, and the student. And they are doing, they want us so badly to pass our test, but we're not going to, they're not going to do it for us. And they're created a love bond there that is, again, not of this world. You know, uh, yes. And another thing to remember, too, is how powerful we are as co-creators with God. We can demand the alchemy of change. We can look at situations in the world and make very powerful calls. The masters do remind us, though, in the the course of doing that, that there's a time to raise your hand in front of the avalanche and a time to get out of the way. Yeah. (laughs) You know, because sometimes you just, you know, you you, prudence. Well, let me give an example. When I was, last year, I was going through a certain energy that was on me, okay? And it it was a very heavy energy, and I couldn't seem to shake it. And it was not a good energy either, I might say. And I didn't know what to do about it, but I got so much. And finally, I said no. And I, you know, I implored God. I did prayers, calls. I got on my knees. Take this energy from me because it's not real. I know it's not real, and that's not who I really am. And I worked hard at that over a period of time. And you know what? It was taken. Yeah. And it was gone. And I felt so relieved and happy. Something out of my deep subconscious was gone. It's no more. And wow. so I'm ready for the next layer, the next initiation. So you're not, this is not a path where you're alone in the desert and people beat on you. I mean, this is not the path of martyrdom. It's the path of initiation. It's the path of joy. It's the path of overcoming, of striving. But what, what is there good in this planet that doesn't require striving? There's nothing. Yeah. And that's all part and parcel of the victory consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. It's a part of uh, what you have to go through to get your diploma, you know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, to, you to know. graduate from the schoolroom. Right. right. And, and, you and, can't just float through and, and get out crayons, you know. And the, and the, there's no Cliff's Notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, well, I mean, you really have to work hard to get well, that diploma. Well, but it feels good to do it. Yeah, it's it not a burden. You know, it's like I share with my daughter, you know, work is, is – Work can be really fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be easy all the time, but it's it's so rewarding when you do a good job and you feel like you do that. And I want to add, I know we're going to move on here, but in terms of just give up, I, I've said this before, but I, it's something I live by, and that's the quote from El Moria. You don't have to get up one, you, excuse me, you only have to get up one more time than you fall to make your ascension. Yeah. It's all it takes. And if you have that consciousness, you know, God, I really blew it this time, you know, but you know what? With your help, I'm going to keep going. Again, take accountability for that karma. Help me to balance it. And I'm going to move on. You know, it's not real in the sense it doesn't have to be who you are. You have to balance it. But once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. Once it's gone, it's gone. Well, let's take a moment here before we go to break to enumerate our toolbox and all the tools in the toolbox. We know we have access to all the great flames, the high-frequency flames, like the violet flame, the blue flame, the the heart flame, the victory flame, the you know illumination flame, and we get those uh, really cemented in our consciousness by decrees. You know, these these dynamic prayers, vocal prayers that are done, and repeatedly to build a, a you draw a, down a force the light. field. You yeah. draw down the light into your world and yeah. into the planet. So we have we have high frequency energy. We have decrees for harnessing that energy. Then we've got teachings of the ascended masters. We've got angels. We've got our Christ self. We've got an awareness of our divine I am presence within. We've got so many wonderful tools. We've got the rosary. We've got prayers of all kinds. We've got meditation. You are not without a huge and wonderful toolbox. 
Yeah, and you've got videos to watch. You've got CDs to listen to, yeah. uh, books to read before you go to bed at night. You know, you've got calls to make so you can go to the retreats of the Brotherhood. Well, let's make a suggestion. While you sleep. That yeah. Tr- just do one of those every day. Okay. Even for just a few minutes. Just try it. Just, but every day, make it the commitment to do something that feeds your soul, feeds the light, feeds your strength, and gives you the opportunity to withstand these like like read strategies a, like read a pearl of wisdom read like a pearl before going to read, bed read a couple of pages of a, of a book that really speaks to you whatever yeah. case may be do a couple of decrees make some calls yeah build a momentum build a momentum exactly because i yeah. think that one of the things that is easy to overlook is the power of momentum of consistency of showing up and doing what you need to do Every day. And, and you know, you, you talk about making a call. A calls can be really simple. In the name of the Christ, I call for this, that, and the other thing to be accomplished in accordance with God's holy will. I thank thee, and I accept it done in full power. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the name I am that I am, amen. Yeah. So there you go. You just throw a couple of three things in there that you want to make calls on. Even one thing. You know, it, it can be that simple. Yeah, Well, you know, right. just before I was, uh, you know, I live about uh, 80 miles from here, so I have to drive down. Before I left this morning... I thought, oh, I really, I, I forgot to, I want to write a quick letter to God, <laughs> you know, and within three minutes, I don't think, hope God forgives my penmanship, but I wrote a quick letter about something that was very important to me, and I called to the recording angels, I burned it to take it to the master or masters I addressed it to. It's as easy as that. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's a compliment to my calls and my prayers, but there's something when you commit something to paper, it does a different energy or power. There's, there's so many things you can do right. to, to, to be victorious. Right. And the only thing that won't be victorious is if you sit and do nothing. Well, you know, it, it comes down to that. These things are easy to do and they're easy not to do. So you have a choice. Anyway, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments to finish up this series on strategies of light and darkness. So please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And once again, everyone, thank you for staying with us. You're listening to The Open Door, where today we're finishing a series on the strategies of light 
and darkness. And, and I've got to say, it, it, I have mixed feelings about calling this fun. <laughs> you know, but, but it, feel, it, feels, it feels good to lay this out because these are the kinds of things that everybody needs to know. Anybody with a sense of their own worth, their own light, their own pathway home to God, you need to know that there's opposition out there. And it's intense at times, it's subtle at times, and it's pervasive. Well, think of how God must feel when, you know, he looks down at his blessed children who he loves so much, and they keep making the same mistake over <laughs> and over and over, over and over again. I mean, God must have, obviously, has more patience than anybody else in the universe, mm-hmm. waiting for us to finally wake up and, you know, smell the roses, so to speak. <laughs> and that's what's exciting about this, you know. It's the aha moments, you know. I'm not going to be vulnerable. I'm not going to allow that point of vulnerability within me to prevent me from my spiritual path. Indeed. You know, and I think when I worked on my personal psychology, or part of it anyway, you know, there was that aha moment. No, I am not going to be the victim of my own psychology, you know, or that part of my psychology. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm challenging it, you know, with God's help. And so, you know, there's an equation here that we come together and, you know, it's an exciting equation because there's opportunity, there's tools we talked about. And, you know, this is a tremendous time to be in embodiment. There are literally more souls out of embodiment now than there are in. And they're just, they're, they would give anything to be in physical embodiment today because of, the opportunity that's here. Yes, yeah. it's tough, but the opportunity is unparalleled. And and on a world scene, uh, nationally and around the world, we're seeing, I think what we're seeing is the exposure of a lot of these, uh, not necessarily the strategies as they might be listed exactly in our book, but we're seeing strategies of darkness that have been played out over this planet for a very long time. And people are starting to wake up and they're going, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. But as long as they know what to replace it with, because otherwise we could be just in the same situation with a different you know, set of people, so to right. speak. So that's where we have to have God in the equation. I sense a spirituality, though, and, and that would be the replacement that is occurring. Yeah. Uh, people are becoming more spiritual. They're becoming more more respectful of a life in the womb and one thing and another, you know. Well, the, the polarization that I perceive is getting greater. Mm-hmm. That The sides are becoming much more defined. It's us, them, black, white. And I think that the, the truth will out. Mm-hmm. And I am hopeful, as you are, that the truth in this case of life, of life being God, of life being the animating force, you know, of, of God being the doer of all good things in our lives and world, that when people wake up to that, then it's just a matter of, as uh, Sid, you've said a couple of different times, it's like the golden age just kind of flips into view. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, that it might just be that quick, the sea change that could occur once the weight is appropriate to the positive side. Yeah, and I think personally, if you found yourself in a situation where, you know, in, in, you've been, had good intentions, but you've been aligned with the wrong forces on this planet or the wrong things, you know, and, and we suggest, of course, abortion is and other types of things, you know, you can turn that around. And, and it's interesting, but the Ascended Masters have said sometimes the people that have committed the worst crimes, so to speak, are much better chilas because the remorse they feel is so great that when they turn to the light, they devote a much greater energy than people that haven't done those kind of things or are aware of them. I'm not suggesting you do them to get that motivation. No. <laughs> but I, what I'm saying is that whatever you've done, if you can turn around and start back and put the fire and determination 
um, into these things, you can make tremendous progress in Indeed. what's left of this life. You know, and and I want to say too that um, piggybacking on that thought and what you said earlier, Terry, is that this is the last strategy of the fallen ones. That is that when we begin to see hope emerging in our hearts, in our minds, we are tending toward finding a teacher, somebody to follow who can give us more definition, give us some sense of community or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is where the false guru can, again, they can take us off the path just as we're getting on it. Yeah. Right. And they're the ones who come along, and this is called preempting the moves of the brotherhood. Because the ascended masters have this down. I mean, they have a teaching, they have a body of teaching that is unlike anything else on this planet. We've said many times, it's the highest, probably the best and highest teachings in the universe. Nonetheless, it's easy for us who are hungry for that motion forward, that light, to take a misstep here by following somebody who sounds good, who looks good. Maybe, the, you know, we talk about the fallen ones having these magnetic personalities. It's easy to do. And they say, oh, wow, you're a wonderful person. Look at, Look that at the light. light in your aura. <laughs> you have great attainment, you know. And it would be, oh, I do, I do. <laughs> and so they're kind of sucked into that, you know. And unfortunately, they're pointed about, or what the other thing they'll do is they'll send someone that you will perceive and think is your twin flame. And you have to be very careful of that because the fallen ones will use that. And again, their magnetism, you know, that people will be taken from the path because they think, oh, my twin flame at last. And so, again, going back to, you know, it's a multiple, these these tactics that the fallen do, you can see multiple uses in different, in every situation, get you off the path, you know, think you found your twin flame when in fact it's not, you know, you got to make the prayers and calls and to God to make sure you have that discernment, the one of the D's, Mm -hmm. to know what you need to do and where you need to go so that you keep your eyes on the prize. And and expect to be initiated. It's going to happen. Right. But just be fortified, be prepared, and you'll be fine. And you know what? You're initiated because you've earned the (laughs) right to be initiated by the good things you've done. That's exactly right. You know, for the great white brother to take you on as a student, is a great honor. It's the highest honor on this planet. And consider yourself fortunate and blessed if you have that opportunity and are able to move forward. And because it's it's the way home. You know, I would say that everybody listening to the show is sponsored by a master. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you know, probably true, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I think that we've said it many times, there are no accidents. You're not here by some serendipity. You're here on purpose. And that purpose is your soul's reunion with the heart of God. And the sponsorship that's required for that is already in place. You simply have to call upon it. And you've got a guardian seraph. You've got your Christ self, guardian angel. You've got the masters. You've got you've got a lot of allies here. Well, what do we say to people who say, well, how, how come you call it the great white brotherhood? Well, it's the white is the color of the aura. It's the, it's the energy of light, which is a white, the white spectrum is purity. Nothing mm-hmm. to do with race. I mean, we have a Nothing huge, to do huge with church in Africa. Yeah. And, um, you know, We've all been every race, every creed, every color at one time or another <laughs> on this planet, you know, so we're all one. I know it. We, we are we, all, we if, are one. If, we, are if one. we choose to be one. That's right. You know, it's our free will. We'll come back to that. At the, we, we've started, I mean, six years ago, five years ago or whatever, six you know. Six plus. Six plus years, you know. We have free will. And so we will choose. And, um, you know, I may have made a few mistakes in the past, <clears throat> but, you know, I've made some good decisions, too. And this time, by God's grace, you know, I'm going to work as hard as I can and do the best I can and trust God for the results. And you are worthy and you are greater than any challenge the followers can throw at you. God in me is greater. God in me yeah. is greater. Yeah. yeah. And if you, if you can balance 51% of your karma in this life, 
this could be the concluding chapter and you could make your ascension. You can balance the rest of it when you get to the other side. But, you know, why not go for more than 51? Just keep on keeping on. Is there a little gauge? Do we have a little thermometer? You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you can ask God to show you. But, you know, yeah. it, it, the day-to-day consistency is how you balance karma. Exactly. And, you sure. know, I, I, just a quick story. I know we're almost out of time. But I remember the, the, there's a chair in the Royal Teton Retreat. It's called the Atomic Accelerator. And it's for people that might not quite have 51%, but they've done so much and they've given so much and served so well, they're put in this chair, and by the grace of God, they're allowed to balance the karma they need to make their ascension. So you never know what grace or mercy will come your way if you're willing to make that effort to bend the knee before your father, mother, God, to surrender those things that the world embraces and let him let God take you where you need to go for that victory. And indeed, you will be victorious. So, Terry, how can people get a hold of us? Well, they can contact us at webradio at tsl.org, webradio at tsl.org. Just got a great email from friends down in Australia. It's yeah. great to hear from you all around the world. Indeed. And now that we have concluded this series, anytime you want to go into our archives and listen again, you can. Because anytime, anywhere listening is one of the great advantages of being part of this network. So we encourage you, if you are so inclined, to go to the Seventh Wave channel, as you've done for this show, and look at the last six plus years of shows. We've got 225 original shows. I'm sure you'll find something that you'd like. Oh, they will. I think so. And we (laughs) close, we like to, uh, you know, make the uh, approximation in terms of the degree of difficulty, there's really nothing difficult here. But, you know, the upward path may sometimes seem difficult, but the rewards rewards are out out of of this this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.